You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. The question someone asked to Shulma Viner. bioenergy. Okay. And I looked this up, by the way. I went online and I saw there's a lot of bioenergy clinics in a number of places in Eretz Yisrael. If you, if you, if you Google bioenergy, you have a whole number of, of, of clinics throughout Eretz Yisrael that are practicing bioenergy. I'm not sure, I'm, I'm probably in New Jersey as well, in Illinois, wherever people are listening to us, I'm sure these clinics are around. Okay, so I'm not sure what bioenergy is exactly, but in the question was the, the, the doctor of bioenergy said that he was going to cure his patient by going back to a reincarnated life that the patient had had earlier. Hmm. Now, because the, the, the clinician, or I don't know if you would call him a clinician, but the, the, uh, the, the shaman, the, 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 the expert in this area says that he could cure those, those waves of energy that come from the last Gilgal. And if he could change them, so then he'd be able like to switch things and whatever illness this person has would, would go away. Is there any isser in this or not? Um, so I'm not sure if all bio practitioners of bioenergy also into reincarnation. And, and let, me, let me put my prejudice here uh, on the table. I actually believe in reincarnation. I actually believe that it is, and the reason I do is because the people who believe in it are people I believe in, like the Ramban, uh, Rabbeinu Bachia, the Rashba, um, and others. So I believe that we are, uh, in many ways, have lived before. And I think it answers a lot of questions as well. But I'm not being machish in, in Gilgal. I don't know if these people who are practitioners of bioenergy can understand what Gilgal is or connect to your previous Gilgal. I know that uh, many people have said the reason why you suffer in this world, many, is because they are reincarnated from a previous uh, existence. And there's, there's things they have to pay here or a tikkun that they've come for. But in this case, the practitioner somehow was able to connect to the previous, the same soul, but it's in previous incarnation, and somehow can correct something that will that will somehow make the person's life now easier. So, Rav Avinair was asked this shaila, and he says, "I believe that this is very close to being an iser from the Torah. First of all, it sounds like it might be Dorish Elamesim. Why? Because what are you being connected to?" You're connected to basically your previous life. That means you're trying to connect to the dead. You're trying to connect to, to you the way you were then before you died. Now, the Rambam, if you look at the Rambam, if you look at the Rambam, the Rambam says whenever you try to be connected to a dead body, if any way possible, is also. That's what the Rambam says. And that's what it says in Shulchan Aruch as well. So therefore, even though he's not really talking, going to a cemetery, but he's dealing with a part of you that, or somebody that had died before. Now, 
one of the great Rishonim, uh, uh, Avinair points out, or Belezer Mimitz, the author of the Ureim, that was a book on mitzvos, a beautiful sefer written by a student of Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbi Yezer Mimitz. He says, it, it's only considered Dorish Alamesim if you're trying to connect to the body of the dead person. But if you're trying to connect to the soul of the dead person, in other words, going to the cemetery and somehow getting a bone or somehow getting a DNA of the dead man, that would be Dorish Alamesim. But if you're trying to connect to the spirit of the dead, that's Mutter. Why? Interesting svar, he says. The ruach ain't no mace, <laughs> because that's not dead. So it could be. So, Kvodarav, if it's not, it's not, if it's just uh, uh, you're going to ask for the ruach, how come it was the avera by, by Shaul? That okay, went, uh, uh, all right, good question. We're going to talk about Shaul Amelech soon in, in today's Dafyomi. We're going to talk about that in Sholem El today's Tafiomi. But it's a good question, Moshe is saying. Um, um, there it was, it was, it was Shol's Ruach. What I would say, Moshe, is that the, how to connect to the Ruach is the question. In other words, how to connect to the Ruach with Kishuf or with some other way. In other words, there's a, there's a kosher way and a non-kosher way to connect to the Ruach. It could be connecting to the Ruach in the non-kosher way is always awesome. But to be Dorish Alamesim, in other words, to appeal to the dead. We talked about that, about davening at cemeteries. We talked about that before. You might remember when we had a number of uh, discussions about that. Rebbe Lezer Mimitz holds that when you're connecting to a neshama, that's not something that's dead. The neshama is alive. But here Avinair wants to say that you're trying to connect to the body of the dead person. Not with his neshama. Why? Because you're trying to hear, okay, let's say Ruvain, uh, the, the, the bioenergy guy says that Ruvain is a Gilgal of Yitzchok. Okay. And Ruvain's body is the one that's suffering from pains, aches and pains and sores, cancer, who knows, Leo So the practitioner says he's going to try to connect to Yitzchok, the previous, the same neshama that was in a different goof. So Aviner says, what is the practitioner doing? He's trying to heal Ruvain's goof. He's not trying to kill Ruvain's neshama. Also, we know that, and we're going to learn about this tonight in the, in the Dafyomi, there's always a part of the neshama that's still connected with the goof. And here comes what you said, uh, Moshe. Zelachelik shehelsa bailas ov avur shalamelech. So, that's what the Arizal says. Listen to what I'm just saying now, Moshe. It's not that he was connected to Shoals, to Shmuel's uh, neshama. It was a part of Shmuel's neshama that was still connected with the goof. It was Shmuel's nefesh that was still connected to the goof. And that part is in the goof. Um, Rav Kook Zatzal actually spoke about this in his Shuvah's forum, that it could be that you could connect to that part. Um, and, and maybe uh, that is considered uh, part of the body. So what it is, is you're trying to connect to the part of that neshama that was in, still left in the previous body. And therefore, he says, according to the Rambam, it's definitely Osir. According to the Lazar Mimitz, 
um, it could be Osir. Another reason why it might be Osir, because it might be considered what we talked about on two days ago, that it's called Koseim, Menachesh, Mechashef. Um, now, here's the question. If it's a person is very, very ill, are you allowed to use magic to cure them? We didn't talk about this the other day. We talked about, can you call a magician in at a wedding or whatever it is, or at a party? But what about, can you use magic? Can you use things that might be considered magical if they're trying to cure someone? So, the one of the great poskim of the Ashkenazim, uh, the Rabbi Yisrael Israelin of the Truma Sadeshan, says that, and you, you got you got to assume this happened often in the Middle Ages, where people, Jewish uh, communities, someone was uh, sick uh, in, in, in a hut dying, and we didn't know what to do. And someone said, go to the witch. So the Trumas Adeshen was matir to go to a witch or to go to someone who practices magic. Because, okay, so I'm over Tamim Tiyem Hashem Alekecho. But question is, there ain't Mazel be Israel. And okay. we're... Okay, you're saying it might not, it, it won't work. But... It may not work. <laughs> All right, still, you, you're going to try everything. Now, it's true, the magician themselves if he's a Jew, might be Chayef Skila for what he's doing, right? But a, a, a non-Jewish magician is not Chayef. The Jew who goes, we talked about this on, on Monday, go, you know, asking the astrologer or hearing the astrologer. Remember, we talked about the difference between living your life based on it. But you're not Chayef Skila for, for asking the magician or going to get a spell. So therefore, um, According to the Shach quotes the Truma Sadesh, and it says that you would be allowed to to use this type of Eitzah. Um Now, however, the Shach mentions that according to Rishon Meluria, um, unless it's a Sakona, you can't go. If it's Ein Bo Sakona, you can't go. But if it's it's, it's got to be really Sakona to go. Another question is regarding Gilgal. Perhaps the person suffering because he has to suffer. Okay. Maybe removing right. that. Would be right. Fun. Right. Well. Okay. So first of all, you're assuming Sheila that the that the practitioner knows what they're talking about. That's right? true, and not a, not a complete charlatan. Right. <laughs> right. 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 The question is, when you're asking him to do that, right, is it you know is the whole thing usher? So you're right. You're, you, Sheila's saying maybe let him suffer. You know, in other words, the, the whole point is you, the guy knows what he's talking about, but he shouldn't try to cure it because maybe it's because of that previous Gilgal that he's suffering. Anyway. Uh, Rabbi Kibalevich? Yes. I think we have to also uh, consider the placebo effect and the fact that the very, you know, some of these people practice or so they have talent for hypnosis. And hypnosis sometimes helps. Like I, I heard recently about Rasputin's uh, role in the, you know, in the treatment of the right, the, the heir of the Russian throne, that he was very sick. But somehow Rasputin got him to go to sleep, calm down, whatever charlatan he was. But he had a hypnotic. You know, some people are capable right. of it. So no, no, the you, hypnotic you, part is actually could be healthy for the expense. Okay, so so what doctor is saying, and this has been actually. Um, uh, shown in empirical studies that sometimes a person who has no uh, medical qualifications at all, but because he puts the patient at ease, because he allows the patient to feel the confidence that they can do something, that itself creates a betterment 
in the patient situation. So if, 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 if people say that this bioenergy practitioner is somebody and he comes in with a, with a whole panache, with a whole show, and that could somehow help, I think Dr. Kogan is saying that might be another reason uh, to allow it. Uh, I think that's what you're, you're trying to, to say. Um, okay, or that's what you are saying. However, he says that, um, he quotes now the, the, the Zohar, that says that even even uh, there's an iser gadol to ever even cure yourself with uh, kishuf. Now, obviously, that's where it, it, you can brand it as magic. <laughs> if you're branding it as definite magic, then you could say the shaila of the trumas adeshen is a good question. Can you use kishuf or not to cure someone? Go to not, not that you can use kishuf. Can you go to somebody who is a machashef to cure someone you think is sick? But um, obviously, this practitioner doesn't think that he's a magician, right? He he thinks that 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 this is real stuff. Um, but he, it's very possible he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, and it could be, in fact, that even though he's seen success, Aviner says. Maybe he has connected to the Kochas Atuma. Uh, we know that Kochas Atuma are something. We know that uh, the Ruach of Navot, right? Navot Yisraeli came and was able to get all the Neviyah Sheker to say in the time of Achav that they're going to win the war, right? <laughs> and that caused everybody to go out to die, right? And that was, and, and in other words, Achav died because this Ruach of, the, of his cousin that he killed was able to influence and get into the, the minds and, and play a whole mind game with all these false prophets. So you see that the Ruach is powerful. And, and, and sometimes, the, as the Ramchal writes, a person is moved by some sort of Ruach Tum without him realizing it. Now, if the person who's practicing it is a Talmud Chacham, um, Maybe he can realize whether it's kochas atuma, but if he's not a tamachacham, it could be that he's really playing with fire, and therefore, it could be even the patient is getting involved with kochas atuma, and therefore, this is something maybe we should stay away from. The truth is, uh, Rav Cook wrote, Rav Cook Satzal wrote. He says. Things that, that, that really are off the grid, that are really beyond the usual life and ethics of people, it could be, Rav Cook says, we can't, we can't be machish what they are. Yeah. We can't, we can't show you that they're not true. But Rav Cook, who was a mystic himself, says, Things that are completely unknown, unproven, we shouldn't be living our life based on them. Because the Torah doesn't want us to be in some limbo area. True, it, it, it did Aser Kishof and Drisha, and we don't want Kohanim. Everything is about life, as, as, as we said in, in one of our shiurim recently. And therefore, as Rav Cook says, a world that is separate from life, uh, but you know, it, it, you know, it, it can definitely these type of things. Rav Cook said can be metame the rayon, 
So the type of thing that can actually, you know, get you in terms of bad thinking, sort of what we saw in the Rambam the other day. So it sounds like Rav Cook was against these type of things that are off the beaten path. Then, of course, it gets into a question, which I'm going to skip, which is now are you, are you able to um, expose these people? Are you, if, if, if these people are going around, should you tell people not to go to them? Um, should you, um, you know, speak against it if you don't know it? Should you tell people? So here he says that um, if people are spending a lot of money, you know, you have to be chasam on Shal Yisrael. Um, so if you know that something is really worthless and you know that the thing, the guy is a total charlatan, so you, you should help people and tell them. Um, now, if you don't know, you're just assuming. Okay. Then what if, what if you know, but they are helping him because of the placebo effect is Dr. Wickman. Right. You're right. So this is, this is a good question. And people many times, feel it's their responsibility to go out and and take these alternative medicine people to the cleaners, right? And tell people, oh, it's crazy. The guy's a phony. The guy's a faker. Um, but so you're right. Avinair says, again, the question was, can you tell people if you're going to go to these bioenergy people, it's not going to help. All the money you're going to pay is just throwing the money away. And, 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 and therefore, you're just throwing money away uh, for nothing. So Avinir says, yes, you should not be worried about people spending money on stuff, especially in a society that we, we, we need every cent. But um, you need to know, like you're saying, that it's worthless. And what if it's like an almanas parnasa? <laughs> like, you know, it might be shtus, but... There's a lot of shtus out there, you know? Um, right. In other words, the woman is doing it or whoever's doing it. This is the way. So this is the question. This is really the question. On the other end, you have to think about the other people she's taking money from. Um, so if you know that they're, again, you have to know that it's a phony. Now, again, or how are you going to know that it's a phony? That's not so simple. Let's talk about another thing that, that Avinair speaks about here, which is, and maybe you know about it. Some of you know about it called Reiki. Maybe you've heard about Reiki. Reiki. Uh, Reiki. Yeah, I guess I said it wrong. Japanese massage something? Yeah, right. The Japanese, it's like massage, and it was developed in the 1920s. It's already almost 100 years old. And there's a lot of Reiki uh, clinics around. And um, Isn't it ener- it's supposed to be like energy balancing? That's right. It's the chi, Rei chi. It's like the QI, the chi. Right. Um, like a Scrabble word that I use all the time, right? So QI, right? The chi or whatever. So right. um, is, Re- is Reiki uh, Kishuf or Avodazara? So he says, look, um, I, I didn't do research. We, I don't know exactly about how this developed. Um, you need to do more research. The more research, the answer might be different. But, um, and obviously, Avinair says, you're asking me a question. Um, I think people who live in a certain place and some Jewish person opens up a Reiki clinic, you need to ask the Rav of the city um, and people need to ask their Rabbanim if they should do it or not. So, obviously, I can't say anything, Avinir says, about whether it works. I don't know. Um, and, and you're telling me that there's cases that's been documented where it's worked. I don't know if there's another way to explain it, maybe the placebo effect or other things. Um, but we know that generally 
everything works with Rove. So let's assume the doctor of Reiki is a doctor. Most doctors are not Reiki doctors. Most doctors are MDs who study medicine, who go to medical school, the normal medical schools that we have, or the Rove medical schools. So you have to go bus a Rove. So therefore, Rafua Mukubela Sierra Leona. So therefore, if this is an alternative medicine, you don't go to the alternative medicine if Rove, if Rove doctors are doing it a certain way. What it could be is in addition to normal medicine practice. But it shouldn't take its place. Right? So if someone's using it as an adjunct. Right. An adjunct, an adjunct would be, again, we don't know if Reiki is Avodazar. Let's assume we don't know. Let's assume it's just an alternative thing and it's, it's worked. So you should use it as an adjunct. Exactly. Unless he says, if it's Mamash Pikuach Nefesh, um, Right? We're talking about um, helping his quality of life. But clearly, Reiki, he says, I, I don't see it as magic. Uh, bioenergy, the guy's talking about Gilgal, maybe that's magic, I don't know. But clearly, these Reiki people, they haven't studied magic. Um, and, and, and they're, doc- they're playing, it's a physical energy, they're saying. It's not, it's like not a... Right. Now, now, as Dr. Kogan mentioned before, and here Avinair mentions it as well, when hypnotism started becoming something, so one of the great postkim of Germany, one of the great writers of the 19th century, uh, Rebbe to Rav Shamshon of Hirsch, Rabbi Yaakov Etlinger, the Arachoner. So he went to the Chachamim University to try to understand how hypnotism works, mesmerism, hypnotism. And they couldn't explain it. So when they asked the Orachlaner, one of the postkim of Germany, one of the biggest postkim of Germany at that time, can you go to a hypnotist? He says, he said, it's okay. Because that's not Kishif, just because we don't understand how it works. Um, and it's clearly not a Vodazara, right? Um, you could definitely believe energy is in the world and it's from God. You don't, from one God, you don't have to believe, right? Now, if, however, the Japanese who developed it have a certain uh, mantra that you need to say that's somehow connected to one of their gods, and that, of course, is Osir. And even if when you're saying it, you're not thinking that, it's, it's still Osir. So you need to know about the technique and any symbols that they use. And he says before, they use a vortex as a symbol. They use a... Uh, a, a a tree stump, a tree trunk as a symbol. So you need to understand what is the source and what do these symbols mean. And if they do come from some sort of Odazara, then you should definitely not be using it. But would this be akin to yoga when yoga first came? Yes, yes. I was thinking that as well. Uh, Yoga, a lot of yoga was based on uh, things that were part of an Odazara lifestyle. And then they sort of stripped it away from, from that, right? Uh, they stripped it away from some of the Avodazara stuff and, and, and they were, they kashered it. But you're right, it's okay, very simple. Tai Chi also. Right. I think it's very much like Tai Chi. Um, so, and that's what Avinir says. Even if you find out that some of this old stuff was things they used to do as part of Avodazara, like the, the tree and the vortex, he says there's something you can easily do. He says a lot of, techniques, medicinal techniques before were connected with Avodah If we can strip them of those Avodah parts, 
then what we have is like acupuncture, right? Acupuncture is basically similar. Um, and, and it can be mutter. So obviously you need to do some research uh, what they're about. And that's called on. If you want to go to the Reiki, you need to go Google it and do more than just Google. So to, Wikipedia says Reiki is a pseudoscience and the scientists have studied it compared to um, placebo effect and it has no effect on the person who invented it or in 1922 died in 1926. So Reiki seems totally pseudoscience according to Wikipedia. Right, yeah, yeah, but it's not a, but it's, but it, but it might not be a Vodazara, though, right? That's the question. Right. 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 Um, now, there's another Avera besides. So, what do we talk about so far tonight? We talked about Kishif, We talked about Dorishal Mason. We talked about stealing people's money. We talked about right, uh, Ruach Tuma. Uh, there's another Easter called Darke Amori, which means you start following the stupidities of what other countries and other communities do and and, and oh that must be allowed in the united states no that's obviously allowed in the united states <laughs> so um the so what is it dark amori is it called dark amori in other words people who you know wear a, a fox's tooth around their neck and things like that that's what the gemara says is dark amori so he says if it if it is shown to work then it's not called dark amori. Dark amori is only if the thing is is, is is silly, and it doesn't it hasn't worked, and and people do it even though there's no evidence to back it. But if there has been a, a certain type of technique that has worked, helped people feel better, calm them, whatever it is, that wouldn't be also for dark amori. But he says it can't just be like three cases. It can't just be, you know, you, you scoured the, 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 and you found three cases where it worked. You've got to do some real research and figure out why it worked. But if there is testimony that it works, even though you didn't necessarily uh, check that testimony out, then it's not called dark amori. Um, and, um, Therefore, he says, um, it's, it's something weak, but he says uh, he does allow it. But you still need to do some more research. Okay? So that is uh, a little bit about alternative medicine from Rav Aviner. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.